Ruchim Aboim, Shalom Aleichem. Hope everybody is doing well. Thank you everybody for joining. Hope everybody had a nice Yom Tif and a great campaign. Thank you everybody for participating. If anybody wants, they could still participate. Uh, you could go to our site, rabbidg.com. We're continuing in our series on Orches Chaim of the Rush. The Seder is sponsored by the Saka family, Leila Nishmas. Uh, Basia, Bas, Shmuel, whose yard site is Chafbe's Elul. Her neshama should have an aliyah. Okay, we're up to Ois Kuf Yud Aleph, 111. Well, 111 always reminds us of Einoid Movadai. There's no one other than Hashem. Because the Rashi Tevois of Einoid Movadai. Are 111. 111. Anyway, the Rosh says as follows Al Tismoich Lide Matnas Basavada. Do not rely on gifts of flesh and blood. Visa'avoid Lavakesh Mizanesecha. Work to seek your sustenance. Do not rely on human gifts. Don't rely on them. But rather, you should physically work to earn your keep. Now, interesting, Rav Goldberg says that the Hakpada over here is not to be soimech, not to be boiteach on gifts of Basaradam, like it says, al or like it says in Yermia, Therefore, one should, there, since a person should not trust in wealthy people, or in generous people, or people who make promises, because people could make assurances and they don't, uh, they don't um, make true to their promises. And therefore, one should always earn their livelihood with their own hands. One should go to work. In other words, get a job. Don't rely on your koilo paycheck. Don't rely on government handout. Don't rely on your rich uncle. But rather, rely only on a Kaddish Baruch However, there is a Hanhaga. The Anhogav, the Rajbi, where you're not relying on Nadivim, you're relying only on HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But that is only for the rare individual. Like the Gemara says, many people tried to do that, and they were not successful. It only works for those who are on a high level of Bitachon, that they don't put any trust in the Nadiv. Even on the most uh, generous benefactor, who could have been more generous than Noyach, and still... The Yoina said, better to have something bitter from the hands of God than something sweet from the hands of Noyach. Now, the Rambam writes in Hilchos Tamatar, so you say, what do you mean? That flies in the face of the practice of many people today who are learning or are in what we call clay Kodesh, and are they really going to work? So you could say, somebody's a Rebbe in a yeshiva, where somebody has a job teaching, so then there's a salary. Rav Moshe calls that umanus nikiyavakala. That's already a job. That's already a profession, where you're not reliant on people. But you could still ask, maybe in the 70s and 80s, a person could have supported themselves as a Rebbe or a Rav, and not rely on anybody. But nowadays, it's extreme, with the uh, expenses that people have, it is extremely hard for someone who is in clay kodesh, even with a job, to be completely uh, dependent just on their job. 
And here we have the Rishonim telling us that, uh, you know, don't rely on gifts of people. Get a, so get a regular job. So the Rambam writes in Hilchos Talmud Torah, Parak Aleph Halacha Test, that the great sages of Israel were wood choppers, were water carriers, and they learned Torah day and night. And these were some of the uh, greatest of our sages, including Hillel Vashamai. And the Rush says in a tshuva that any Talmud Chacham who Torahs to their profession, and their malacha is arai, which means that they go to work, but as soon as the job is over, they run to the learning. They're not mavatal even a moment. That is necessary because yafet hamatoyim derecheretz, and if you don't have any job, soifa betela. Um, so it seems like at least our early rishonim were of the, uh, were in favor that even if a person spends the majority of their time learning, they should get some form of occupation. However, Rav Chaim Knievsky points out, that's only where their work will not take away from their learning. But if the work, if the job will take away from the learning, then the learning would take precedence. Lamaisa, uh, Rav Goldberg does not quote this Bir Halacha, I believe the Bir Halacha is in Simon Kufnon Hay, that the whole discussion of whether you could take gifts is only in the times of the Rishonim. But nowadays, because we're so weak, it would be nearly impossible for somebody to say, well, I'll become a very big Tamachacham, and I'll be a, a water carrier and plumber on the side, so you probably will end up not making a living and not knowing, uh, not reaching the level of godless batar that they could have otherwise reached. And therefore the Chavetz Chaim concludes that in our generation, uh, one, one who is learning is permitted to um, take support from those who are willing to give it, and one should not refuse it, because in the end, it will cause the diminution to one's learning. Rav Goldberg cites the tshuva Ramosha that nowadays, there's no issue at all in taking support. In fact, it's not even midas chasidus not to take support. Just the opposite, Rav Ramosha says, somebody who doesn't want to take support from others, it is the Yetzirah speaking who is just trying to take the person away from learning. So um, if somebody is in the position that they're learning in Kailal, they should not feel that there's anything uh, mitigated about their learning or, or lessened by the fact that they're being supported by others. And if someone's in the position that they're supporting uh, son-in-law or son or something like that, they shouldn't feel, you know, let the guy go, let him get a job. If you're in the position that you're able to support, you're doing the Jewish people a service, and like the bottom of the Arain, it's really the Torah that carries us. Okay, next. Al yihi mamayn shalcha chaviv alecha yoiser migufcha k'may laver al hameches v'alechas yichidi. Don't love your mother money more than your health. You want to sort of try to get around the taxes. Yeah, but you might be uh, endangering your life. You want to go out at night to uh, get a job in the pitch black in the forest. Yeah, but you might be endangering your life. So don't love your money more than you love your health. Now, I would add, this is probably um, directly following Kof Yod Aleph. In Kof Yod Aleph, it spoke about, don't rely on others for Parnassah. Get a job to support yourself. And that's considered a form of Avodah Hashem. So one might say, look, my money is very hard-earned. 
It came at the expense of my learning. Here the Rush is saying, take off time from learning to get a job. So one may then have a certain chavivus for their money. After all, they gave up some ruchnias to be able to get a job. No, don't love your money more than your guf. The Mepharshim ask on this a very uh, big question. And that is, Chazal tell us in many, many places that Sadiqim love their money more than they love their guf. The Gemara in Chulin, Dav Tzadi Aleph, Vayivasar Yaakov Levadoi, Amar Rabbi Elazar, that he stayed behind for the small jugs. From here we see, Mikan Tzadikim, Shechaviv Aleyam Amoinam, Yoyser Migufam. Why, says the Gemara? Because they don't want to come to steal. Also we find in the Gemara Tzadikim, Daf Yebez, that Yoycheved uh, took a Tevas Goyme. Why a Tevas Goyme? Because Chavivin, Mikan Tzadikim, Shemamoinam, Chaviv Aleyam, Yoyser Migufam. So, um, Yochevet preferred to take a Tevas Goyme, whose uh, his value was little, even though it would have been a better protection, because it was, uh, it was cheaper. So how could the Rush say, you shouldn't love your money more than your body? But Chazal say, Tzadikim love their money more than their guf, because whatever money they have, they earned with their hard work, and they didn't cut any corners. And they did it as Avodah Hashem. So why would the Rosh make a statement that flies in the face of Shas in Chulun Sadi Aleph in Soito Yebez? So Vicheskel Sarna says it depends. If the reason you love your money is because you hate stealing, so whatever little money you have that you earned um, in a kosher way is beloved by you, that's a good thing. But if the reason you love your money is because you love money, that's a bad thing. Um, or you could say, it depends why you love your money. If you love your money because it's something that you earned uh, with your hard work and you didn't steal, that's a good thing. If you love the money because you love money, you know, that would be uh, something that's not proper. But that's the question that the Mepharshim speak about at length, that the comments of the Rush seem to fly in the face of the Gemara. Now it's interesting, even by Yaakov Avinu, where the Gemara says Yaakov Inu loved his money more than he loved his guf, the Gemara there says that we learn from Yaakov Avinu that a Tamil Chacham should never go out at night by himself, because look what happened to Yaakov Avinu. So the Gemara contradicts itself. First it says, oh, look at Yaakov Avinu, we see Tzadikim love their money more than they love their guf, and then the Gemara says, don't do what Yaakov Inu did. So it must be, Yaakov Avinu did not really realize that he'd be endangering uh, his life. Maybe he put himself in inconvenience, but not he didn't realize he would be in danger. But if somebody is aware that it's a danger, Chas could a person endanger themselves just to uh, save a few bucks. Okay, we'll continue with Shem tomorrow. Good to see everybody. Bracha Have a wonderful day. Kaltov. Bye-bye.